All right, welcome to the bunker. Uh, so welcome, welcome back to the bunker. Uh, we have had um, a little more than a week apart. Yeah. A little bit different for us. Yeah, I was just haunting this place by myself. Yeah. Mumbling to my. <laughs> Where did I go? I went down to my parents' house to yeah. get away from the smoke for a little bit. Oh, get yes. a little bit of time in the ocean. Did some swimming. The water was very clear and nice. And so it was nice every day I got in the ocean. I didn't necessarily sit on the beach for very long every day because depending on how. That's a very how... beautiful place on the coast. Yeah, Warm beautiful. And got And we were just talking about how uh, Claudia was saying when she talked to me on the phone, I sounded a bit exhausted. And I agreed. I said it was probably a combination of chillaxing, pretty hard, <laughs> um, but also just seeing more people than I've seen, you know, in the last six months in like five days. And that was a little bit taxing. Like normally that wouldn't have been that many people, but it was just kind of. That's a lot. Well, and you have a lot of family. Yeah, Probably I gotta see. Questions. You know, people wanted to talk about current events, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a little bit draining. I think yeah. I just, and I also think I missed the lightheartedness of the bunker and the location. Yeah, we basically have this big space, and we can do whatever we feel like doing, which is very special. Like it's been so many years where I've had just of a space where you can, I can literally, I can lay on the ground in the middle of this warehouse and take a nap for 15 minutes. And I would support you. Yeah. Um, so on that note, what do we want to do now? <laughs> oh, well, we're going to um, continue on. I was going to talk murals. about. Oh yeah. Continue on these two murals. Yeah. The hall murals, which you can see, we'll keep updating sort of the progress. Yeah, I've got the, I'm gonna do a second Venus flytrap. <laughs> I'm going to work on the Serpent of Renewal. It needs some work. Needs um, some. I had a dream last night. Oh yeah, please. We can talk yes. about. Um, Dreams are always kind of fun. Okay, so the quick dream that I've had that's recurred the last two mornings is, so since I'm not teaching, but my colleagues are, I think I had this kind of guilty <laughs> dream. Like yesterday morning I had this dream that I was teaching a class, an electronics class, and I was totally unprepared for it because I didn't What's know I was teaching until class? I showed up. What? What's an electronics class? It's a class about electronics and how they work and you use electronics. <laughs> it's usually lab-based. Okay. So well, it's okay, a college but by course. Electronics, with regards to physics, is very different than like going to Radio Shack. Not totally. Oh, okay. Electronics is a field of physics, but there's tons of electronics at Radio Shack that you would use in electronics class. Okay. But if you use an electronics in Radio Shack, you don't necessarily know the physics behind it, but you know how to use it. Just like you could bake without knowing the chemistry behind it, and that's okay. Okay, but if you're that, taking a chemistry that's class, that's way more interesting than going to Radio Shack. You, doing you should class. see. That's your opinion. Not everybody <laughs> would think that. Um, anyway, I agree with you, but for the record. But um, anyway, so I having this dream that um, 
So I had a dream yesterday morning that I was teaching an electronics course, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm not prepared. And my students were acting up. Because I wasn't prepared, I didn't know what was in the class. People started bring, taking down these electronics things that were really dangerous and plugging them into the socket. And I was really adamant that I was like, you do not want to put on your 20 volts across that thing. And so I was telling them things are going to melt and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I woke up stressed out yesterday morning because of it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, even though I know... You know, I tend to transfer my dream feelings throughout the day. So even though I knew I'm not teaching this class, I kind of felt wrapped with guilt. Like I did a horrible job. Why wasn't I more prepared? Oh, so this morning, around the same time, so this is probably around 7 in the morning because I've been sleeping in, I had a dream and I was back at that class. It was the second day. <laughs> oh, no. I know. You're, you're like teaching class at night now. <laughs> yeah. Like a night teacher. Yeah, like class. Well, early morning. But, yeah, so I have another dream that I was teaching the same class, and this time I didn't know what room it was in. I didn't know how to get into the room. Oh, Kept on going around these hallways and not finding the door that I had the day before and feeling like, oh, shit, I'm doing a really bad job. I don't know. It seems it like it might just fresh. mean what it is. It might be too fresh. Too. Um, well, let's think about, um, think about any it. any updates from your last week. Uh, Your car. That's oh, a God, my car. I don't want to bum everyone out. <clears throat> but I went down south to meet my boss and get some uh, materials. Oh, I didn't know that you saw your boss. Yeah, I got, oh, we had, we had burritos in Los Alamos. It was great. And then, which is also, I was like so excited to talk and actually see someone from work because it's been six months. <laughs> And I think he felt the same way because he's just been in his house with his, like, three teenage girls and wife, he, working from home. Is that where he lives in Los Alamos? Uh, Santa Barbara. Oh. And then what's in Los Alamos? Oh, it's halfway point. Oh, got it. And, uh, yeah, so we're like, oh my gosh, like, great excuse to, like, drive out in the world. <laughs> Go on an adventure. So, um... Uh, yeah, we did that, but on my way home, I, like, my car just stopped working while I was going 70 miles an hour on the 101. And it was a little frightening, but it was best case scenario because it was daytime. Um, the steering kind of, the power steering went out, but I was on a straightaway. super scary. There was a shoulder, and I was just losing speed, so I just kind of, you know, on the side of the highway, it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> okay, just, I'm just going to ride it out. The brakes weren't really working anyway. And it, then Lucy was in the car. It what was a hot Lucy day. Do? And we was, just. Did um, Lucy know something was wrong? I don't know. I don't know. She was probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but then we just, what was magical is we just rolled off. And right when I was about to lose complete um, any momentum, there was a little road and a big oak tree, and we just kind of rolled down on this road under the shady oak tree. And I waited for a tow, and it came half an hour later. Sweet. And now I have to get a new car because uh, the engine is, apparently the timing belt broke. And that's, that's not a good thing, and it's gonna cost 
more to work on it and more to even get replace the entire engine than the car's worth so yeah gary i told gary about the timing belt and he was like you have to get your timing belt replaced before it breaks because if it breaks it like damages a bunch of stuff yeah all the valves and pistons and cylinder everything's related so do you have or like what type of person are you like do you know what kind of car you're gonna get and like you're thinking about it or are you just like I need a car um well I'm excited because I do need a new car and I've been wanting a new car for what kind of car years. do you have any ideas of what kind of car you want um well <clears throat> I've only had two cars in my life one was my Jeep Cherokee and I drove that thing over what 350,000 miles I wow. love that car yeah it was like, you know, like where a car is like part of your personality, you know, I just took it everywhere. Yeah. From Mexico to wow, Washington mm -hmm. to around, you know, you to Rhode it? Island and back. Did you name, some people name their cars, oh. I don't really. Uh, no, it's called the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. But my parents, like we always named our cars, we had, um, we had a big Oldsmobile named Bertha, and we had a little BMW named Erna, and then we had a little uh, blue, bright royal blue Renault Sank called Fifi Le Bleu. <laughs> <laughs> that was when we were in um, France, and we took the we took Bertha to France with us. Oh wow! In a big container, which was insane. Um, but yeah, so. Cars definitely should have names, but this was just the Jeep, the Good Adventure Jeep. And then I had to turn her in for cash for clunk clunkers, and get a new car because um, it was it was starting to miles. cost like a lot of money a month. I was like, wow, there went another thousand dollars to fix it. And, you know, it was like rusting because I've always lived by the ocean. And, yeah, yeah, it was time. It was so sad. I like cried when I had to turn it in. So I want another car like that where I get, every time I get in, I'm like excited. Like I noticed I'm driving, I got to drive Terry's car today and it's this really cool Toyota 4Runner and it feels fun to drive and when people... What was your, tell them what your previous car was. Oh, a Hyundai Accent. <laughs> it's a little two-door economy commuter car. How did you end up getting that car? Um, it was, I was commuting from Santa Cruz to Monterey at the time. It got good gas mileage and it was like one of the ones on the list for the Cash for Clunkers program back in uh, Obama. I years. don't know what Cash for Clunkers is. It was, you turned in your gas guzzler, which, um, I, and they gave you like, I think $5,000 towards an wow. approved car and so they were like you could get a Hyundai Accent you could get a Prius and I don't like being in debt so I just wanted to get one that I could pay off very very quickly um, but it's kind of I mean she served me very well but it was never a car where I was just stoked to drive it yeah and like I noticed People look at this Forerunner when I'm driving it, like, oh, cool, like, look at that car. Yeah. And then my Hyundai. I actually looked at it when I was walking and you had it parked. <laughs> I was like, 
That's actually a cool car. It feels I like know. If you and I like, were like, let's go drive and like, we're going, man. <laughs> just like drive out we're there. We're going to go to Mons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going camping. Yeah. And yeah, like exactly. Like, and I feel like people look at it differently. Like the Hyundai, by contrast, when I drive Nobody that, like people you, look. Probably. Or they look down with like this pitying look, like, oh, I wonder who, what poor sob story that person has. And you're like, no, it was just a, I thought I was being smart. Well, it's practical. Our, it was practical. Our is that way. It's like, yeah. we needed, we are moving to Massachusetts and I was working in Rhode Island, and so it was going to be like 50 minutes right. 50, or 50 miles. Exactly. Like one way each way yeah. or both ways. 100 yeah. miles. Like, I, I so gotta do like, better than oh, 30 miles per gallon. We can you get know? this Prius yeah. good through Gary's. And they get work. good gas mileage. Yeah, and so it's like, but it's like a white Prius. Like, welcome to like everyone has a white Prius. <laughs> and it's like, it is not, but I agree. I don't feel before that. Yeah, when you get into it, it's not like your little, your bus. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going on an adventure. Yeah, and I'm happy. Is our fun car. Yeah, yeah, when I uh, ride our van or drive our van again around, I get total cred. Like yeah. people are complimenting us on our bumpers. Oh my gosh! And yeah. being like, "Cool car!" And yeah, I'm where'd like, you get yeah. it? Where Where are you going? How where are you headed? Have you had it? Where are you coming from? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so then will you just take his forerunner? Then it sounds like you're down the car you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I've always liked the Toyota forerunners. They're just badass. But um, yeah, I gotta find something similar. Are they good gas mileage or no? I feel like no. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> I say I don't know. He not. he just got it too like a month ago. What? Yeah, it's a used car. So how does he feel about letting you use it when he just got it? Well, and it's like in impeccable condition. The guy before was um was military and it's just impeccably clean and well taken care of. Like there's like the little whole grasper things on the inside of the door so that you don't touch the outside paint job to close it <laughs> you know like I, I yeah I I'm not up to that level of detailed care for my car and him handing over the keys is just a testament to how loving and generous he is because <laughs> I can see him kind of like wince a little bit because he knows that I just like to drive with all the windows open <laughs> and like the dust mm -hmm. flying and so I'm I'm being very good I filled up his Terry, enormous gas tank nice job Terry yeah. to let Claudia be at the bunker yeah thanks Terry he's riding his motorcycle to work now instead. okay so I'm excited to hear the update of what car we're gonna oh. get uh, that's so it's got to be something kind of cool that has personality. Um, yeah, I have to. There has to be room for Lucy, surfboards. I would. I need heated seats. <laughs> Did you have heated seats? In no the way. <laughs> <laughs> but Why like, do you need heated friends, seats? Oh, on a cold day, having like your lower back warm so in your little butt ski warm what, like after what surfing. to you oh. is a cold day 
What's your definition of a cold thing? I'm like 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. 50. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. For those of you who live in cold places, I just <laughs> no, no, wanted 50s. to have some I think 50s, I would definitely turn the heat. Well, but you have a good off. point in terms of if you're going to go surfing in the morning and you're cool and you get back into your car, oh, it's just having that heated seat. The amount of joy I'm going to get if I get a car that has heated seats for the next 10 years is going to be off the charts. Like, I'm excited. Ideally, it would have a little sunroof. It would have enough room where I could put a, a board in my car comfortably. I want to be able to fold down all the seats so I can just pack stuff in there in the back if I do go on a trip, yeah. if and when. And it's got to be comfy to drive for at least... Was the other one comfortable to drive? No. Really? No. After like... 45 minutes it was it was made for like a very small korean woman got it so they had to be korean like if i went in there yeah if you were korean like, oh, all of a sudden like it would just my melt your body American ass would be yeah like, yeah it was it was uh yeah i don't know it'll be fun i'm i'm kind of excited i'm a little daunted because i just oh god well, it's hard when something like that just comes out of nowhere and then I you have know. to make the decision and I don't have a vehicle until I make a decision. Yeah. Well, that's good. Because then you wouldn't, if, if you had to make the decision and you had a vehicle, it would be harder to make. Right? Is that true? Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be sitting pretty. And you don't really need a car if you have one. Right. I probably would have gone in a whole another year. I, I was saving money. I would happen. I don't I've, kind of I have famous last words but I kind of wish something would happen to our Prius because <laughs> I've been wanting to like get rid uh, of it for a while because I like to get rid of cars before they become a problem right right like Gary Gary is not against that but he just it takes him forever to make a decision like it took us super long to buy a couch <laughs> I'm not kidding so uh he's having a hard time picking the car that works with me i'm very practical i'm like let's get another white prius because it works and it's like yeah or get a different color yeah another color but i feel like let's just get another prius um but he doesn't he's got his reasons oh i like that straw mm. potty's making a straw right now striped straw striped straw uh drinking straw i was telling her about my parents have a tortoise which I think is 12 or 13 years old and it's gonna live till it's a hundred. Oh wow so you're inheriting a tortoise. I am not. I'm happy to say I think my brother is and then it'll go to my nephew. My nephew wanted it when he was visiting my parents and I think he was like five years old and so they took him to the store and he got this tortoise and then went back to wherever he lives my parents have owned this is it what, my, my mom wants to get like an african gray parrot and she's 70 i'm like okay <laughs> you know they live like 50 60 years like and that's gonna fall on you oh yeah so so my i mean i think i made it pretty clear to my parents when i found out it was gonna be 100 that i was nowhere <laughs> not at all gonna be the person so anyway this thing is now 12 or 13 years old because Dylan 
So Dylan must be... His name is Dylan? No, Dylan is my nephew. Oh. Dylan is now 17. So maybe he was younger when he got it. I'm not sure, but... Point is that <laughs> this tortoise, which is named Redfoot, because that's the type of tortoise he is, and he's named by a young kid, so that's why he's, that's his name. That's um, his name. That's his name for a long time. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, I was telling Claudia about how um, when I was down there, the tortoise has a real humping problem now. And so Claudia, what were you saying about that other tortoise? Oh, the, there's a famous, well, there's a really old one in the Galapagos that, like, was around during Darwin's time. No way. Yeah, no, he's been... Was Darwin around? Oh, God, the beagle? Uh, I want to say... the beagle? What do you mean? Oh, the voyage of the beagle. Oh, that's his boat? That's his boat. Oh, you know so much. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I can't think of the date. It was a couple hundred years ago. And so this tortoise, this Galapagos tortoise, is has been around that long. And Whoa! Has, they were also saying he's quite the Casanova. I think, I mean, a lot of people wrote articles on him, but National Geographic, I think, just did a, a more recent one. I don't know. And by Casanova, you mean? Oh, he's humped Hopper? so many lady tortoises over the centuries, and he's fathered many, 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 many Galapagos tortoises. And it was really cute, but at the same time, you like wouldn't want him humping your leg because he's enormous. Yeah, like how big? Like the size of like a. That's like the size like, of a golf cart, but not as high. Yeah, like, like a like half, like cut small, a golf cart in half. Yeah, half a golf cart. Yeah. Whoa. Aww. That would be a I feel like fine. How do you do? You're <laughs> just laughing. Come on. So. You're like, oh yeah, you're just, you're sleeping on a rock or something. Yeah. Or just, yeah, I don't know, on a tourist vacation, and you're sitting there, like, and somebody's taking a picture of you, and it comes out of the bush. <laughs> and just starts humping well, you. My, I think my grandma used to say, that's a fine, how do you do? Yeah, it's a, that's, well, that's what it is, right? Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Well, isn't that a fine? How do you do? Yeah, it's a good expression. I, it's not the first time or the last time I'll use it. But anyway, this tortoise my mom has is like a, an adolescent. And so it's what been really eat? humping. He eats whatever. They give him bananas and fruit. Oh. They just put it out there and he eats it. Where is he from? Like, He's from South America. Um, but anyway, he doesn't have any lady tortoises around. Oh, so he, he was for a while trying to hump all the... They also have turtles that sit in water. That was all... <laughs> those were also, Aww. like, gifts to the, the, the nephew who wanted presents while he was there. And his mom was like, we're not taking that back to New York with us. <laughs> so anyway, it's Redfoots tried to hump them, but now they kind of they try to just stay away from him, and so he's been humping like my stepdad's shoes, and he pretty much chases you down when he sees your feet, Aww. and he's coming to hump him. 
Yeah. Well, he's just sex starved. I mean, imagine if you were. His hormones are just raging. He's like a 15 year old boy. Oh, he's a 15 year old boy, and he's yes. like locked in a prison, and he's never allowed to see anybody of his species ever. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of my parents' house as a prison. He gets the whole backyard, and he gets to go inside the house, and he goes all over. So, Aww, but he can't go on dates. The little yeah, turtle dates. Yeah, he can't. And you know what? I wouldn't recommend if if he had a profile for dating, <laughs> and there was a way for me to put a little disclaimer. I would say, ladies, this guy is randy. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, he might well, be saying some he wants like to go that. out with you, but some he just wants like to hump you. He really like just... hump you hard yeah. and make really gross noises and but... facial expressions. Oh, wow. Yeah. What I found out, so I spent a night on the internet, uh, like at three in the morning, trying to figure out what to do about the humping tortoise because my <laughs> it's kind of upsetting to my mom. She's trying to get him under control. Yeah. Yeah. And so you supposedly put a deflated soccer or basketball. Oh, out, yes. Oh, and my God. pump that instead of pumping, like, your feet. Which is kind of sad, too. Like, he's not... Well, he doesn't not get to masturbation. No, 15-year-old boys don't usually have sex either. They yeah, just... but is he ever going to see a turtle? Some 15-year-old his... boys never have sex. 40-year-old boys. Yeah, but when he's 30. Yeah, 40. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe... Hopefully, mom, my brother inherits him. Maybe he'll set him free. Or I don't know. I'm just worried about my mom being kind of having to clean up way too much jizz. Ew. And really? Yes. And being oh, kind of traumatized because it's like a nonstop process. It's like it happens multiple <laughs> times a day. So I found out that um, basically you could get. A soccer ball. One guy was throwing out a bunch of fiberglass, and the tortoise found it near the trash and really was humping the fiberglass. So they took a piece of fiberglass and like attached it to a stake so it wouldn't move. And then the tortoise would always go back to that piece of fiberglass and mount it and hump it. And so that's really fiberglass is really bad for your skin. Yeah, we didn't do it. We This is somebody else happened. So oh. what we did is because oh, my mom's, since Redfoot likes shoes, we took one of my mom's old Skechers and stuffed it with rags. And then we nailed it to a piece of wood that we could kind of wedge under something so it would stay in place. And then <laughs> while I was there, whenever he started humping things, we kind of tried to redirect him to the shoe so that now he'll go to the shoe. Um, instead and kind of we put it back in his side alley because he has a whole side alley and that's that's pretty much it oh but the good thing to know and i read this from an article i think it was a guardian from the british uh the british newspaper or whatever called the guardian the person said that the the Velociraptor noises. Oh. In Jurassic Park, you know that scene where they're like trapped in the kitchen and the Velociraptors. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, they used tortoises mating the noises for the Velociraptors. Really. That's interesting. Wow, that's just yikes. Yeah, because that sound. I feel like I've had nightmares. 
Yeah, and that, so that's why it was so traumatic on my mom to come around the corner. I actually caught him while I was there humping my mom's uh, small little vacuum cleaner. My mom's like, I haven't <laughs> seen that thing! You know, and I was like, I heard all this noise, and I went in the laundry room, and he was mounting the thing in his head. It's like, it's really kind of gross, the facial expressions they make. Uh, this is, but this is natural. Like, yeah, she's, but, but it's she's decided to adopt a wild animal. But it's natural, but I feel like a lot of wild animals don't have sex in the same kind of gross <laughs> way. And that's what, what the, you... the Guardian article basically strongly recommended. You not Google it because it's so disturbing, and uh, so I didn't Google it. I just kind of followed the little lips, the little, like, what is it called, those little boards where you put questions and then people oh, yeah, yeah, answer. Yeah. That's what I was on. Yeah. I wasn't on, like, a site. I didn't go for videos or images, because <laughs> I'd already seen enough to know I wasn't interested. Oh, no, yeah. I had, a, I had an acquaintance friend with a hedgehog, a pet hedgehog, and they had this little squishy ball, and she'd throw it out to the hedgehog, and the hedgehog would run, tackle it, hump it for a couple moments, and just fall asleep. Hmm. It, and it was like, it would do this, no matter, any time it saw the ball come out, and she's like, yeah, it's enrichment. Like you need to but do did it. they know that you should do like how many people have pet hedgehogs and then how do you find that out? I guess there's also like some email group that you can belong to. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. What do we do before email? Like how do we find out that information? Probably from a vet because you're like, what's wrong with this hedgehog? Why is he depressed and um, getting sick? I don't know. I mean, they need to have. Was the hedgehog like getting sick and depressed? Um, no. But it would be. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What's the weirdest pet you've ever had? Uh, you know, I actually did have a hedgehog for a hot what? minute. There was. Where do those even live, and where do you get them if you want a pet? Well, hedgehog. this was a wild hedgehog because we were living in France. And oh. we had a pool, and it had fallen in the pool, and overnight, and in the morning there was like, he was just exhausted, he was swimming and he couldn't get out of the pool, so I was like 10 years old and really excited, and rescued it, I wore like an oven mitt, and I got a big <laughs> box, and I made a little home for him, and with like a little shrubbery in there. And I, how and big is he, or how big was he? Uh, probably like the size of a baseball or a softball. It's hard. That's not to big. remember. And, and are they prickly? They're kind of prickly, but they're not like they're not gonna like shoot quills at you like a porcupine. But they have quills. But they have like spikes. Like it's kind of a form of hair that's just thick. really thick and spiky like so they can roll it hair, but like no more intense. no 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 like little horns almost oh what's it's actually hair uh but it's like it's like a follow evolved into like a spike i think okay and yeah so it's spiky and their defense mechanism is to close up into a little spiky ball 
you can't really eat it. Is and that was, why it humps the other ball? It's because it thinks that other ball is a hedgehog. Oh, that's so cute. That's kind of cute. It's cute. It's kind of sad, though, too. Because like, it I'm thinks gonna, that I should be humping some scared I feel like we should hedgehog. develop, like, an animal, like a pet Twitter. Or not a, no, a pet uh, Tinder. A pet dating app. So it's like, I have a hedgehog, you have a hedgehog. <laughs> we'll get them together. We'll put them in the backyard. Let them do their thing. <laughs> okay, so your hedgehog. Oh, so my got... hedgehog. Um, What'd you name it? I gosh, I didn't remember. It was so long ago. But there was a little. Um, there was a French uh, poem, or I think my grandma told me about it. About how, because. Um, Hedgehogs like to eat snails. Well, I don't know. In the south of France, they do. And snails come out when it rains. And the fox likes to eat the hedgehog. So the fox would come up, the hedgehog would roll into a ball, and then the fox would pee on the hedgehog. The hedgehog would think it was raining, undo, un what? unroll, and then the fox would eat the hedgehog. So... We never tried that out, but I did fill the box full of snails because there was an abundance of snails, and he well, did like to eat snails. A, you didn't want the fox to eat your hedgehog. No. Yeah. And I do remember I was so excited. I kept it. We had this big basket, and uh, I mean, I I did tend to find a lot of creatures, and my parents were very patient and. Yeah, I mean, so, so thankful. So was the run with the hedgehog? Oh, I don't even, uh, probably a few weeks. And I took him to school, and I went to a very strict Catholic school, and I was going to take him for, like, a kind of a show-and-tell. And he got out during class. It was, like, <laughs> during. <laughs> and ran around, and it was so much, it was uh, a little scary, but a lot of fun. And then, yeah, well, then we just let him go in our backyard. We had some, you we had a big yard. Got him? Uh, I have no idea. I hope not. I hope he has uh, the gone off fox. the peeing fox. <laughs> and that concludes the legend <laughs> of the urinating f south of France foxes. <laughs> and hedgehog. Oh, hedgehog. Oh, fox. <laughs> Actually, that could be another mural. I'll do that one. The, the, the snail, the hedgehog, and the fox. Oh, It'll just you be like do a, a book about that. <laughs> Claudia does like coloring books, but then also kind of like stories. You could do a coloring oh, story yeah. book about this snail. And I'd I feel love like to color your snails. Oh my gosh! And I feel like kids like anything that has to do with pee. Or oh yeah, everybody. That, or, I mean, I, I guess I'm not a kid, but I like, I like the classics. I mean, farting. <laughs> the Those are the classics. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And oh yeah. Well, and I'd just like to say thank you to my parents again. I'm very grateful to have them. I like. Once I filled my mom's sink full of little baby trout that I'd all I'd caught in a stream. Where? In France? Um, oh no, in Michigan. And then I just, you know, as like a, oh gosh, six or seven year old does, I caught him with this little fishing pole using Cheerios. 
<laughs> that's stream. A very, you're very good for a six or seven year old fisher. Oh, well, my it wasn't hard. I feel like I fed them every day by catching them, and they just. But I, I wanted to bring them up, so I brought them up the hill in a big bucket, put them in my mom's kitchen sink, and my mom is not a, she does not like the creepy, crawly, slimy, furry. No, she likes furry. But, um, you know, you're young, you just wander away once like something else catches your attention. And I think she came back with all these fish in, in the sink and on the kitchen floor because they've since tried to free themselves and, so then did you always know that you were going to be a biologist of sorts? Uh, yeah, I used to, yeah, I had a, um, yeah, I wanted to be, at first I wanted to be an oceanographer because it had ocean in the title. <laughs> and you're a mermaid at heart. Uh, yeah, so, and then I feel like my parents were trying to tell me that if I wanted to be to study, because I really did want to study the whales. I like would carry around this whale book and my parents would have dinner parties and I'd tell everyone that these are not fish, these are mammals. Nice. <laughs> I was a know-it-all even then. Yeah, and I had, a, um, I had a good friend named Colin. He was my best friend in first grade and he was really, really, really smart. And we would make, um, I'd like go over to his house and bring my microscope and he'd have his microscope and then we'd like, uh, we sent away for a marine sponge and dissected it and made a slide and then we'd give little presentations. <laughs> we had a microscope. I remember I was so excited when Christmas because I got a microscope that could, um, you know, you could show the slide on the wall. Oh, cool. It was yes, you could project like, it. project it yeah. onto the wall. And that was kind of like a big ticket item on my Christmas list. And how old were you? Um, we were in, it was somewhere either first, second, or third, somewhere in there. Those were, those were the Michigan years. And where in Michigan did you live? Troy, Michigan. Where is that? Is that in uh, the Mitten or in the Upper Peninsula? It's in the Mitten. It is in the Mitten. It wasn't far from Dearborn and Detroit and Ann Arbor. We had oh. piano lessons in Ann Arbor. Okay. My grandparents were in Dearborn. My grandma was a secretary for Henry Ford Jr. Oh, wow. Um, got some, got some solid, like, roots. Well, Right? Because you have, like, a great-grandpa who's, like, part of Russian, the Russian oligarch. Kinda. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like everyone in the Detroit area has major connections to Henry Ford. Like, I mean, that was a, he was a big, he was an innovator, and then his son took over everything, and then, I mean, that guy, yeah, he was like the Elon Musk of of the time, you know? So you knew from an early age that you enjoyed animals and whales. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Um, so, like, if... Um, well, actually, what I was going to do is I was going to ask you a question 
which I often do to people, and then I don't even, I kind of know what I would think, but then I kind of, like, put you in a position that's kind of vulnerable. So I'm going to do you a favor and answer the question first and then ask it to you so that you're not in a vulnerable position. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I often think, like, what what if I wasn't a physicist that studied nanoelectronics? Oh, and okay. networks like and what what would I do mm. and I think what I would have done or another option I still am happy with mine but if I had another shot mm. yeah. like the one in five so five lives one of them what I do <laughs> yeah, yeah. is I would go back and get a degree sort of in marine biology but I also think oh, in yeah. what is it called when you study the behavior of of social behavioral animals is it etymology? Behavioral ecology. No, behavioral ecology is like how it interacts with the ecology, the ecosystem. Mm. But there's one, I think it's etymology or something that starts with an E, and it's like understanding the social relationships of like James Goodall. Jane Goodall. Yeah, sort of. Like Jane Goodall did it with chimps, and like this one guy did it with bees. Uh, I think Bernard Henrik, and he also did it a little bit with crows. I'm sure there's other oh, people who study that too. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah COVID yeah. or uh, Corvids. Sorry, COVID yeah. is what we're going through right now. Um, Corvids, but also I would want to do it for orcas. Ooh, yeah. Even yeah. though they scared the shit out of me, because I feel like I would love to like spend a lot of time out on the water, observing orcas. Yeah. So, I feel like there's a lot, yeah. Do you know what your thing would be? Like, what would be a one in five or that you would want to oh, do? If I didn't do what you did, personally, um, I'd be an animator. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that one's not too hard because I kind of wanted to do that. And what you would be an animator for? Um, like Disney or like. Yeah, anything? I always wanted to do it for Disney, um, but that was. I went to, CalArts has an animation program for kids, um, for like high school kids, so I did a summer semester there for animation in high school, and it was so awesome, but that was back when you had to draw every frame, Oh. so it was before, because they do everything with computer modeling now, um, and gosh, like, friends that I have, it, it sounds like there's politics everywhere, even in the world of animation. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of insane, but... Yeah, animation, I, I would do that. That's cool. It sounds like you did a lot of stuff, like, educationally when you were growing up. Like, I didn't really do anything. I just, like, hung out at the beach. No one was like, hey, here's a microscope kit or whatever. Oh, yeah, and honestly, um, the only reason I think I got so into microscopes was Colin. Colin. What, you know Colin anymore? Um, I feel like he, uh, I think he works for Google. <laughs> he has a nice family and kids up in the Google area, Silicon Valley. Oh, nice. Colin. Good old Colin. He prepared you for Colleen, who was going to yeah. come later. Aw, yeah. 
I always feel like a certain kinship with Collins. Is there a name that you feel kinship with? Oh. Claude? Is Claude a name? Yeah, maybe Claude. How many Claudes? Oh, Oliver. I like Oliver. <laughs> but how does it go with your name? Or why do you feel a kinship with Oliver's? Oh, I think my parents like the, the word or the name Oliver, and they, if I was a boy, I was going to be Oliver. Oh, interesting. Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> um, do you know what you were going to be named if you were a boy? Uh, not really. I feel like I might have asked my mom that when my friends were all telling me theirs, you know, maybe in elementary school. Yeah. And I feel like at that point I knew she was probably lying. <laughs> so I just didn't even care. I was like, I'm not gonna, like, I think it was so obvious that she had said the same thing to somebody else in the family. Oh. I felt like she'd oftentimes, like, I'd be like, what time was I born? And it was, like, the exact same time that somebody <laughs> else was born. So I was like, uh. That's impossible. <laughs> it was, like, exactly 12.04. I don't think my mom, Everyone... my mom wasn't very sentimental about our births. Oh, God. Um, because she was young and they, you know, Aww. she didn't really have, it wasn't a super empowered choice that she made. It was more like something oh. that happened to her that she dealt with she dealt with it really well she was good um, but I think that when you're a young mom and you know she's coming from my mom how old was she when she she had her first uh, child I think when she was just turned 19 or maybe wow. right before she turned 19 because my sister was born in the beginning of May so I think, you know, that was straight out of college, or high school, and, you know, this is why I'm so pro-birth control and education. She wasn't coming from oh, a yeah. highly educated family, and she wasn't, she wasn't in a wealthy situation. Right. So I think that kind of meant, you know, she got dealt a hand and she didn't feel like she had that many options, so she took what she got. So was she, she was in Long Island. Yep, in Hicksville. In Hicksville. She went to the same high school that Billy Joel went to. Oh, nice. Did they go to school together? Uh, you know what? I think they did. I think he, w he was in, like, my mom's uh, older brother's class. So I think he played at dances. That's what I remember her telling me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but... That's, like, that's legit, like, Long Island roots. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so she kind of, you know, it was, it was a, it was a town that came up after World War II. There was a bunch of veterans, and they had all these programs to build pretty much neighborhoods for, I think it's called the GI program. Um, but they built all these big neighborhoods of low-income housing for the vets to come live and have families, and that's what the community was that they were in, that my grandpa, that she grew up in. Oh, wow. And so, you know, it wasn't, they were not wealthy, rich, white people. They were, uh... So... So she didn't know. She, she was like she a just first knew, like, generation. If she, got pregnant, she had immigrant. Like it wasn't like oh, 
Oh, no. It was, like, it was early 70s. It's not like you could get an abortion around the corner. Right. You could get an abortion if you were a rich white person. Oh. You know, oh, like, yeah. and you need education to even think that an abortion, to understand. Like, if that, yeah. So. So, it was, um, so were they, how many brothers and sisters do you have again? That's four. Four. She had four kids in five years. Oh, wow. So that's what happens if you're 19 and you don't have birth control. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Wow. That's a lot. I, I, I would not have been able to survive that kind of uh, life lesson, I don't think. I think people who've done that, are kind of, are, you know, makes you really strong, or but you also have to be really strong beforehand, you know. Well, you don't have to be very strong to get pregnant. You just have to have a vagina and and eggs. That's true. But I mean, to survive and like. Oh yeah, to make you know. something good out of it. Yeah. Is is a challenge. But I think women in general have been doing that for years. But, um, yeah, but I think she did a pretty good job. Well, so we should probably, I don't know, what, what are some of our big themes? Do we have any big things that we want to say before piecing out today? It's good to be back in the bunker. Yeah, it's, it's nice. All right, this is Claudia and Colleen signing off. Bye. <laughs> what is it? <laughs>